you know, I see on Twitter and I talk to co-workers who have kids and stuff. Yeah, James, if you start to... if you start segueing in about how you don't have kids and how great it is <laughs> to be at home right now without it them. It kind of is, you know? You, we will call this a friendship. Good day to you, sir. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Caption Life, a podcast about pop culture. Wait, what's our, po- our podcast called? What about again? Okay, okay. <laughs> I should probably look at that. I always mess it up. We should just leave that in the podcast. Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Caption Life podcast. It's a podcast about how comics and life imitate each other, vice versa. We get to some crazy things on, on this one. Hey, we're recording on February. Nice, February. <laughs> Which day is it? <laughs> It's April 18th. It's Groundhog Day. Again. <laughs> Every day is the same, guys. No, but for real, no. we're, we're recording on uh, Saturday, April 18th. It is Superman's birthday. Did you guys, did anybody know that? Superman's birthday? Yes, I did. I did. know that. Yeah. I Sean, you don't know anything about comics. Why are, why are you on the podcast? No. Uh, <laughs> I just like uh, to hang out with you guys. Yeah. Well, it's like I needed a friend. Well, we... See the guy that can you know do what? all the editing. We were, <laughs> right. we, we were hanging out on Zoom way before everybody had to. So right, <laughs> like I dare dare I say it, we are trendsetters, gentlemen. That's we right. We're on Zoom before it was. Yeah, cool. so we're we're all stuck at home, and uh, we decided that we wanted to record a podcast. We we're going to talk a little bit about how uh, our personal lives are affected by the uh, COVID nineteen outbreak and the subsequent. Uh, what do we call this? Quarantine shutdown. Stay at home. Healthy. Stay at, at home, home. Yeah. for Kentuckians. Uh, and we're gonna and we're gonna talk comics because that's what the Caption Life podcast does. We talk comics. So yes, it is it is Superman's birthday. I guess we can lead with that. Superman debuted in uh Action Comics number one 82 years ago today in 1938. So Man. I'm a big Superman fan. I recently added the Superman logo. Hold on. I don't see my phone. I recently added the Superman logo. I have a sticker on the back of my phone that I'm super proud of. But I also have a Superman wallet and Superman keychain. Uh, yeah, I very much like Superman. And I guess if we ever get around to recording the podcast about where we we interview each other again, you know, because we need to do Sean and we need to do me, I will exp- explain my deep-seated love for all things red underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Yes. That'll be a special one. Red yeah. underwear special. That'll be the caption loft after dark. <laughs> <laughs> so, James, why don't you tell us how things have been going for you over the last couple of weeks? Well, I'm in my fourth week of uh, remote learning. Uh, we did have a week off for spring break. Um, it's been different, you know. So I'm pretty much always at home. So you kind of get to the point to where you kind of know everything about your house when you can't leave your house. So I feel like I'm on like a house arrest, I guess, but in a good way because, you know, you go outside, you catch COVID-19, you know, it's bad. So, you you know, trying to do that, uh, healthy at home is uh 
Andy Bashir has been promoting. So I only venture out to the grocery store like every two weeks. So I just buy enough to kind of keep us going for about three weeks every time I go just to make sure. So have you eaten ramen yet? You know, I've never been a big ramen person ever. Okay, like, good. So I've had like maybe a package of it when I was a kid and but never really ate it so i've not resorted to that yet I, I haven't either but i did watch a few videos on on youtube about like how you can like fancify ramen now my <laughs> sister-in-law apparently went out and bought like 50 dollars worth of ramen the other day so mm -hmm. you know she came home with like ten thousand packets of it so i'm just like that's crazy I'm i can't like, i could not what are you gonna do with i that? don't love anything enough because so like, ramen packets are 10 for a dollar. So 10 times 50, that's 500 packets of ramen. <laughs> I don't love anything enough to have 500 of them. Well, comics. Right. Yeah. <laughs> comics are about it. Like, but I don't think I could eat 500 packets of anything. Mm -hmm. That's like being stuck on Mars, like that guy in the, in the Martian and having to eat a potato every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. When I was in college, I thought ramen noodles, for whatever reason, was like the healthiest thing you could eat. So I would like eat it for like lunch and dinner all the time, thinking that, you know, I was taking care of my body. And I don't know where I got the idea <laughs> or why. I thought maybe because it just had a lot of flavor and it wasn't like very big and most of it was water. I was mm -hmm. just like, oh my gosh, this is great. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to lose a lot of weight. And then one of my friends had to point out to me, like, it's actually high in like, fat and sodium and that's probably one of the worst things you could eat <laughs> yeah you you probably still have sodium in your in your bloodstream from the ramen that you ate 15 years ago oh, yeah, in college yeah. oh yeah 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 they point all this out and like slowly i would put my spoon away and just like realize that my life has just been a lie <laughs> <laughs> if we could convince the rest of the world though that like <laughs> that you know some of the things they believe are, have, are their whole lives are not true <laughs> right it would be we, we would we could change the place exactly what what about you sean how's it how has it affected you so far um you know i so far here at our at, at the winningham household right like things have been okay for the most part um i i've worked from home a little bit you know every once in a while before all this happened and so i already kind of had um, a setup a little bit. Um, I think the hardest thing for us is just, you know, just like with everybody else is trying to work from home and balancing that nice middle ground with doing that and making sure that your kid is entertained and that they're, you know, keeping up with their education as much as possible. Um, but, you know, I, it, it's affected my family a whole lot. Um, you know, my brother has uh, MS and his wife is a uh, nurse and I talked to them a little bit about like how it's impacted their life a little bit. And it was just kind of really interesting to see the um, levels they had to go through to make sure that, you know, they're that my uh, sister-in-law is not bringing home something that could affect my brother and, you know, potentially put him at risk. Like she talks about how as soon as he gets home, she has to like go straight down to their basement where the laundry room's at and put uh, her clothes in the washer and everything before she can even say hi to him or see him or anything like that. And I think it's, they even take um, have been taking the precaution where they're sleeping in like separate beds right now because she just doesn't want to pass something on to them, you know. So, um, I mean, so our, at our house, like we're fine, but you know, with my family, like and people I know, um, you know, I was telling you guys about this a little bit earlier. My 
uh, wife had a teacher who uh, in grade school that she absolutely loved. And it was also a really good friend of her father's that passed away from COVID-19. And, uh, they, you know, they can't do a funeral right now because of everything that's going on. So they had like a drive through donation service where people wanted to like donate things or, you know, drop off cards and stuff like that. They could just drive by their house and do that. So um, this is kind of interesting to see how things like that has kind of changed how we interact with each other right now, you know, so. Right. Yeah. Um, like at the forefront of my mind, like because we're fine, like as a family here in Texas, I live in the sticks uh, to some extent, uh, right at the edge of the Houston suburbs. Like we're fine and I've been able to do grocery pickups and stuff like that. So I haven't had to venture out a whole lot. But like at the forefront of my mind uh, is like I have a brother that lives in New York City and he works at a hospital. Mm. And so that's, yeah. it's, you know, scary, you know, hoping that you don't get that phone call that you say he's sick. Um, I also have like one of my oldest friends um, from grade school is a nurse and uh, did some training this week and then hopped on a plane and went to New York City in order to help out because they're they're It's so bad there. They're just short of um, medical professionals, you know, doctors and nurses that, that need help. And so, yeah, it's it's. I know that there's a lot of people that in a lot of places more more affected than than we are, and I think I we're probably very lucky to be able to sit at home and uh, record this. Because um, let's face it, we're we're nerds, and we probably would have been sitting at home tonight recording this podcast, regardless <laughs> of what's going on out in the world. Right. Exactly. But I feel very, I do feel very blessed uh, to to be you know privileged like that, and and my thoughts and prayers however trivial that may sound goes out to the people who are on the front lines i i also have a a, a cousin in wichita kansas who is a, an er doctor and he's been he's been dealing with it you know for a month now too uh, personally we went on spring break on march the 6th okay my my family and i four of us we drove to disney world on started driving on friday the march the 6th we were actually on uh the millennium falcon smugglers run ride when they announced that they were going to be canceling school for us. And we decided to stay for a few, we decided to change our plans and we stayed a few extra days, but then like 30 minutes later, Disney world announced that they were shutting down too, but we ended up staying a little bit extra. Uh, it made it really hard for us to get home because mm -hmm. like the world at that point was like descending into chaos with people's stockpiling toilet paper and hand sanitizer. I remember we stopped somewhere in Mississippi to go to the restroom. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we walked in the door that they were like, there's no toilet paper in there because people keep stealing it. Oh my gosh. So yeah. So my wife had to take like some, some tissue in to with, for my daughter to be able so they could go to the bathroom right. and hand sanitizer, like, cause there was no soap. So uh, it was crazy, um, but and then on a related note, we have been stuck in the house with my two children for six straight weeks now. So one week at Disney World, sharing a hotel room with them, and then now six weeks at—I mean, five weeks at home—and um, I don't know how much longer I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love my children. I love my children very, very much, but uh, I had to shut the door so that I can come in here and and be somebody other than dad for a little bit because because I think we all need a break. Right. You know, yeah. the next I, thing you know, you're going to see like little fingers yeah. crawl under the door. Like, <laughs> daddy. <laughs> you know, I see on Twitter and I talk to co-workers who have kids and stuff. Yeah, James, if you start to... if you start segueing in about how you don't have kids and how great it is <laughs> to be at home right now without it them. It kind of is, you know. You, we will call this a friendship. <laughs> Good day to you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just glad I don't have to try to, you know, do my job and 
and, and, you know, teach from home and then also try to have to make sure, you know, an eight year old is doing their work and helping them through it and everything else. So, well, you guys know my daughter, she just loves to see herself on, on the zoom camera. So every time we have one of these meetings, she, she comes and says hi to everybody. But like yesterday I had a, a really important meeting with my new boss and here comes her, here comes her face, like panning in to, like, look behind me. It's like, hi everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, I listen, I'm trying to be professional, but I got to be a dad too still. So. Yeah. Right. It's part of it right now. So. Hey, well, let's talk. Let's talk COVID nineteen and comics, okay? So, Sean, you did a, a mini episode for us uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago to check in with your local comic shop, um, and that was again. Tell us about it. Yeah, so um, it was an uh, interview with Mike Costello um, from episode sixteen, and he owns um, or is a co-owner of three local shops, um, all under the name Downtown Comics, and. Basically, he's just talked about how, you know, it's, it's impacted them, um, you know, just like any other small business. Uh, you know, the main difference is that their you know, business is a little bit different in terms of it's not one that people, um, you know, actively might seek out all the time, um, unless you're the regular hobbyist and everything. Um, so um, he just talked about how, you know, right now it's kind of an uncertain time for them and for other small businesses. But, you know, what we could do to help out is just keep buying from them because even though they might have their physical shops uh, shut down for right now, it sounds like a lot of local, uh, a lot of local comic shops are um, trying to make things available for people to purchase online. So that way they still can sell stuff and they can send it to them or hold on to it until uh, people are ready to pick it up, things like that. So um, it seems like it's very similar to other small businesses um, and they're trying to figure out ways to keep afloat. And, and if you look at social media, it seems like a lot of the, major uh, comic book industries and artists and authors and storytellers um, are um, trying to find ways to be able to support local comic shops as well, too. Yeah, absolutely. I know Jim Lee is Jim Lee is doing a big fundraiser online. People are auctioning like, uh, you know, things off via Twitter Mm -hmm. um, to support local comic shops. It's interesting that DC is going to be directly distributing some of their comics to stores over the next couple of weeks. because I, I guess the biggest hiccup between retailers and publishers right now is the fact that Diamond is the distributor and they're not they're not open for business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it, it makes me wonder about it makes me wonder about whether or not Diamond uh, is is kind of left out in the cold as a middleman in the next couple of years because the publishers and the and the retailers are going to be finding a way to to work directly with each other and not need, not need them. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, DC has partnered with two other distributors right now. One more for the Eastern part of the U S one more for the Western part and beginning for the week of April 27th. That's how the new comics are going to come out. I read about that yesterday. You know how, um, like rarity in comics is, is what drives up the value of a lot of them. So rarity in comics is something that drives up the value for collectors and whatnot. I wonder what COVID-19 comics are going to be worth in the future because you're going to have comics being printed at two different, you know, print houses for shipping, which is going to mean like you're going to have copy A and copy B and there may be some slight differences about them. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be they're going to be in lower volumes than than they used to be be printed. So you're going to have some issues, I think, that like that later on might be worth might be worth money. It's possible. 
I'm looking for uh, Strange Adventures number two as soon as that comes out. Yeah, you start you started on that one. Was it? First I did. One good? Oh, it was really good. It was really really good. And what did you just drink that was so bad? When we went to Disney World, we all got uh, cups. Yep. And mine was sitting up here, and I was looking around for my phone, and then I saw a different cup, which is Madden's. <laughs> No, this one's my wife's. She's been missing this for two days, but it's still water. It was just two day old water. <laughs> I yeah, just man. saw, I saw your drank. face after that. I'm like, oh, I Lord. accidentally drank some of it. Yeah, I thought it might be like day old, you know, coffee or whatever. Paint, no. paint. <laughs> paint, yeah. Caroline's been using your water cup for paint again. <laughs> so the COVID nineteen virus is out there. The world is profoundly affected by it. I think the last at last count. Uh, over 2 million people have been affected uh, across the globe uh, here in the United States. We've got, we've had over 35,000 confirmed deaths. We don't really know, I guess, how many people are, are really affected by it because we're so behind on testing. We don't want to get political. We don't, we don't, please don't email us or, or tweet us about our, our beliefs on that. Uh, but this is something, uh, something that we've never seen before in our lifetimes, except through maybe fiction and uh, comics is, a, is always a place where, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff originates, a lot of stuff comes from. So we wanted to talk about maybe some of our favorite examples of uh, viral outbreaks in comics. And maybe if you got something else from from pop culture, we can toss that out there. But let's talk about the good stuff. Anybody want to start? I can start if you want. OK, go ahead, James. Uh, James, you are our resident. You are our <laughs> resident expert on all things comics. Pretty like, much. I feel like I know a lot, but I know like I don't know as much as James. Uh, I just spend a lot of time reading. So comics. Yeah. And I, so I don't <laughs> do anything else with my life other than just read those. So, yeah. You well, know. you also don't have children. Yeah, I also don't have kids. So I've got time. To and read. as much as you read comics, as much as you read comics, not to be stereotypical, it's very surprising that you have a wife. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I don't know how that happened. And she, the mysteries of the universe. <laughs> and, you know, she could care less about, you know, comics and things like that. So it's just me and my comics. And she just, she's like, okay, you can be spending money on much worse stuff. So. Just go for it. Right. So the first one I want to talk about is a relatively new one coming from Image Comics uh, with the writers uh, Scott Snyder and Charles Soule with art by Giuseppe, and I'm going to mispronounce his last name so bad, Kamen Coley. Is that pronounced right? C-A-M-U-N-C-O-L-I. Sure. Okay. If I sounds great to me. Yeah. Uh, if you ever hear this by any chance and I mispronounce your name, you know, please don't yell at me too bad. You know, I'm from come into our show and correct us. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about this. <laughs> you know what? We did that with Juan. You know, when I was talking about That's him true. in an early one. You know, I mispronounced his last name so bad, and he fixed us up. So. Yeah, but James, you are from Kentucky. Yeah, you true. probably mispronounced yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, being from uh, Eastern Kentucky, you know, that's a problem. So so anyway, back to this uh, new comic. It's called Undiscovered Country. And what it is, is it's a comic set 30 years in the future. And the United States decided to close its borders, basically build a wall around everything. And it's basically like the U.S. being 
you know, under this huge dome. And no one comes in, no one goes out. So there's a global pandemic that happens called the Sky Virus. And all these people are, are dying from this pandemic. And so a group of people have to try to break in. Well, they're invited into the United States to basically go on an expedition because they think they can cure the virus. But it's everything's not the way it seems. So they end up having to kind of break in and hope for the best. And uh, uh, this only has about four issues right now. It came out in November. Uh, really good book so far. Uh, definitely been a perfect one for, for the time, you know? Right. Yeah. Just don't give us away. Don't get too many plot points away to us because... I <laughs> I really want to read it, but I'm I'm one of those people. I've gotten to the point in my life where I can't stand not having closure, so I want to read it all at once. <laughs> well, uh, apparently Scott Snyder tweeted out they're looking at doing uh, at least fifty issues. Oh wow! Of, of this one to really kind of explore the world that they built, and of course they've already sold the rights to be a TV yeah, show. They've already sold those rights, so Image Comics is kind of hoping this is. Uh, their new Walking Dead. I hope so, because they kind of ended that one without uh, without. Yeah, warning. they just kind of up and said, OK, we're done. We're you know, we're going home. So. <laughs> Bye -bye. We're, we're, so we're done. We've told everything we wanted to tell. So see ya. And I I don't watch the Walking Dead television show, but from the things I've read about it he, he, over the last couple of years, I get the feeling like a lot of people wouldn't mind if the show just uh, did the same thing. Sean, do you watch it? You're nodding your head. I I'm, I haven't watched it, but that's what I've heard, though. I've heard people say that. Like, it's just not as good as it used to be. Right, yeah. I think I think the uh, whole, from what I've heard other people say, like the whole um, scene where, you know, Negan kills somebody off, I think people compare that to, like, the jumping the shark type of thing, you okay. know, where after that point, it's just kind of gone down after that for whatever reason, so... But again, I don't yeah. watch it. This is just, you know, secondhand news. So, so I feel, I feel about it. Um, like, like I said, I, I, I don't watch it, but I, I know that I can, like, I used to really, really love the, uh, the CW, um, shows and I watched probably the first three seasons of Arrow religiously and the first season and a half of, uh, of the flash. I thought the first season of the flash was really, really great, especially at the very end. But, um, when they started tampering with the timeline and started doing flashpoint stuff, I was like, I, I, I can't follow this 23 episodes a year is too much. Like I like the Netflix model where you get 10 and those 10 are, are good. And then here this last year, I watched the crisis on, on infinite earths, like crossover. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that feeling like, like, well, what's the thing? Like you, you break up with, we break up with a girl in high school and you always wonder like how, how she, how she's doing. And then you see her picture in the paper because she was like arrested for something. And you're like, man, I'm glad I got out of that when I when I had the chance. <laughs> Kevin's. Yeah, is that I how you felt it. when you watched That's that? how I felt like watching it after the fact. I was like, man, I got out with a mother getting out was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My my biggest issue with the Flash series, not to get off a of topic too much, but yeah, it seems like every season, the ultimate. Um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like the big bad. Yeah, not so much the big bad, but like, you know, the the high point of the season, mm -hmm. you know, like the whole goal of like, you know, what what does Barry need to do to beat the main villain of this of the season? And it's always to run faster. I'm just like, 
you know, at some point he's going to run the fast he can. And like, you got to figure out something else, you know, like stop, stop using just like, you know, more speedsters to be a, the main villain, like have somebody like, you know, I, what I would have loved is if they had, um, you know, use trickster as a main villain, because the genius thing about trickster is that he actually figured out ways to be able to beat the flash even though he was, you know, super fast and everything, right? And so he actually used a lot of mind power. And it was really cool to see Mark Hamill actually come in and reprise his role from the original Flash mm-hmm. series back in the 90s as well, too. But, like, I wish they would have gotten more creative with, like, the second or third season. I don't know about the other seasons, but it just seems like every season it's like, oh, there's another speedster who's the main villain. And it's like, oh, Barry has to run faster again, you know? Yeah, and they, <laughs> they used all of his rogues gallery up, like, in the first season. Mm-hmm. Like the weather wizard and the and stuff like that that were the have have really had big story arcs over the history of Flash, but they use they use them as almost throwaway characters in the first in the first season and they didn't I don't feel like they had enough they they kind of bled the well before they realized that they were going to have seven years worth of 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 show to do so. right um, Sean do you have any examples of of pandemics or viral outbreaks in comics you want to discuss? You did no research for the show. No, no, I I didn't get a chance to do any research. I couldn't. I couldn't even. I was even trying to like think of ones I've read before, and I and I just couldn't even remember anything that stuck out that I could remember. Like the closest thing, I think that I could have remembered was, um, you know, more of the zombie apocalyptic kinds. But even then, like I didn't read those because I, I'm not really into zombies or anything like that. But so I'm I'm also not like a horror person specifically like I don't like horror movies, um, but I I will dabble in the zombie movies. I I think I kind of inoculated myself to fear of zombies by watching Shaun of the Dead over and over again just because mm. it was hilarious. Yeah, that's um, a good one. But but you know what? There are like there's a lot of uh oh my goodness there's a lot of like parallels to that with this. I see one of the like jumps out to my head is if you've ever seen the movie World War Z. Yep. Um, yeah, there's a scene where they're talking to like the advisors in Israel about like the rule of the 12th man. Like if the first if the first like group of guys are all in agreement, it's there's one guy's job to dissent and there's one guy's job to say, hey, we're maybe we need to look at, you know, from this from a different angle and, right. and and play devil's advocate. And I feel like our country sometimes can be just divided in in two. And I really wish that there was there was a, a way like that we could come together as a group and say, hey, look, we, we all have our, our really we're dug in really well on our on our feelings about this. But like, have you ever stopped to think about and then this mm-hmm. and then find some and use use those things to find some some common ground? Because this surely isn't helping, uh, you know, with the things that are in the news today, especially surely isn't helping us. Uh, we're not coming together. We're not uniting uh, like never before <laughs> uh, as a country. Right. Um, comics wise, though, I do have one. Actually, I have two things that I'll talk about. Number one is one that I haven't read that I've always wanted to. And that's Why the Last Man. I think I've heard of this one. Yeah. Okay. So Why the Last Man is a story by uh, Brian K. Vaughn. And uh, it's escaping me uh, who was the artist. Give me a second. Um Pia, Gu- Pia Guerra 
it, it was a Vertigo series, so I guess it's owned by DC. And I know that there's uh, trades and omnibuses and things like that. Omnibuy. What's the plural for omnibuses? Omnibus. Things. Omnibuy. Omnibuy. Okay. So now we've it. established that. That's what we'll call. Yeah, that's we'll what we'll call it for that. the rest of for the rest of our our time doing this podcast. It's Omnibuy, gentlemen. Uh, anyway, uh, so something there's a there's some sort of uh, plague or epidemic that wipes out all of the male creatures on earth with the exception of a, a, a character named Yorick Brown. And then he has a monkey named Ampersand. Those are the only male characters um, left. And it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic tale. It ran for, I think 60 um, issues and it's been collected in and, and whatnot. And it's just something that like, I've always been interested in it. I do believe that, Somebody is doing a, an adaptation of it. I really want to read the book, get get into it, and and read it before it comes out on TV. Da, 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 I'm looking. Oh, FX. So it'll be on Hulu. That's great because <laughs> I've, I've got Hulu. Um, the other is a story that is really, really. I mean, I, I feel there's a lot of parallels. There was a Batman storyline in the mid '90s called Batman Contagion, mm-hmm. and I think you can find a collected issue. This was like a crossover between like the Batman family. Um, it's, you know, there were some issues, there was some of the storyline was in Batman. It was some detective comics, some in Robin. I do believe it started off in an as Azriel, Azriel comic, but, um, it's the story of Gotham tower or like a, of an apartment, a high end apartment building in the center of Gotham where like they're, they, they're, they get news that there has been this outbreak and their, their idea of fighting it is to send all of their servants out and then lock the building down because it's, uh, it's self-contained and what happens, the story, the story that kind of evolves out of it is what happens because um, some of the servants have already been in, well, one of the people inside that that made the decision to send everybody away had already been infected. And so now they're locked in with him and then they send the servants out that have already been infected and they go out and they go back to Gotham and Gotham essentially spirals into turmoil over it and batman and the rest of the the bat family are left to try to figure out how to um how to you know find a cure and fix it and so it's kind of a it's it's a i I was watching an interview the other day with um what's his name famous film director from like the 50s and 60s alfred hitchcock Mm-hmm. So the, this made me think of the story is because Alfred Hitchcock described like when you see an explosion on film, you're surprised by it. Right. But when the audience knows that the bomb is there, mm-hmm. it's that's what true suspense is. Right. And I was thinking the same thing is because it it has this very um, uh, claustrophobic. Some of the story has this very claustrophobic feel because of the fact that they're locked in this tower with with somebody that's already been infected and you think that the real travesty is what the world is um, around them is, is tumbling into chaos, but secretly they're, they're not safe from it either. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of parallels between um, man. Why can I not remember my classic, uh, my classic films and literature? Edgar Allan Poe. There it goes. Mask of the Red Death. Oh, okay. So, so there's a lot of parallels between, between that story and this comic story it's very very good um i want to say that they're like it picks up later on there's a sequel to it where which happens to fall after the nightfall and and batman has to go back and fight bane again it's the first time he's fought him since bane broke his back um 
if you if you follow DC Comics and one of the things that I dislike about Batman is that there are so many bat books at any one given time. I only I feel like the only way to read them is is uh, like in trade paperback because you have to buy 15 books in order to get like all of the story. And this is definitely one of those examples like it, it was a big crossover. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's huge. I just pulled that up on uh, Comixology and it is massive. So do they have it on Comixology? They do. It's um it's on sale for nineteen twenty four. So you can read it digitally. I wonder I wonder if I can uh is Comixology is one of those things that you can get a subscription to, yeah. right? right. Or is, is, yeah, is, you can get a subscription to it too. Uh DC, Marvel, Ahoy, uh Image, Dark Horse, they all have some things on uh their Comixology Unlimited. It's like five ninety nine a month, but usually, kind of what they do is they give you the first two volumes of like a trade paperback, like maybe of some Thor or X Men run, and then mm-hmm. if you want to continue that particular run, you have to buy the volumes after that if you want to get it in trade. Right. But they usually give okay. you at least a fifteen percent discount having uh, Comicsology Unlimited as kind of like a perk of having it. Mm-hmm. So I've been catching up on some things I've missed through through that app. And, you know, I've been I've been telling myself that I was going to catch up on stuff and I have not, even though I've had more time at home, I have not read any more than I normally would. And I feel I feel like I really have to, like, stop myself and be like, OK, just pick up a book and start reading. You'll enjoy it. You'll get sucked into it. And I, I need to be doing that more. You know, I've been trying to read through uh, some some Alex Ross and Kurt Busick stuff because mm-hmm. uh, I picked up Marvel's X. It's another one of those kind of global pandemic storylines where everyone's mm-hmm. turned into like a monster, but there's only okay. this one kid left named David and he's the last human being on earth. And he's trying to get to New York where Captain America, Spider-Man, the rest of the superheroes are. So, and that's like a prequel to Earth X. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to read Earth X and I just can't get into it. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to read uh, uh, Marvels that they did. Mm. And, yeah. and you know, the artwork is beautiful, mm-hmm. but I can't really get into it like some other things. So it's like, you know, I'll read a bit of it and then I'll say, okay, let's pick up some other stuff and go through it that way. So I, I read that one a few years ago um, and I remember it being slow as well. Is it worth it at the end of it? I mean, I, I worship anything that Alex Ross oh, does. His artwork so, is just phenomenal. Like, so I would, I, I would, I finished it, you know, out of like, um, what's the word? Like out of obligation, I feel like. But you started I mean, it. I'd already paid. I'd already paid for the book, so he got the money. Right. Well, I got it yeah. for free through like Marvel Insider points that build up forever. So I, <laughs> right. I don't really have any skin in the game with it. You, you, you know what I mean? I got yeah. it. I got that and uh, Earth X. I'm like, why not? Let's try to give these a shot because they're supposed to be these classic, you know, books, and I just can't really get into it so maybe it's just me i will say that i started reading marvels because of the new podcast that came out 
of well they call it a podcast it's, it's an audio drama yeah. right of, of marvels and um so i started reading that because i've been listening to the story um and it's just really that's why I got yeah it. and it's just really interesting to see um, the comparison between the audio drama and the um, graphic novels that they created with it um and so some i mean some of it in, in marvels i think because I'm starting with the very first book, just like what you've been saying is it's kind of slow moving to begin with. But I think when listening to Marvels and knowing that there's going to be this like back and forth between people's views on, you know, mutants and, and uh, Marvels and things like that. Um, I think that's what's kind of helped me with reading the stories that I know this is all actually going to come together from like the beginning of the first graphic novel they have to what they're going to be doing with the end of it and everything. So yeah, like maybe it's just me, but I think the audio drama is better. I mean, I than, yeah, I, than the book. Like it's really good. It is good. Yeah. Well, and the audio That's drama is like condensing it into like one time period, right? Where where I think the Marvel storyline is like going from like World War II all the way yeah. through I think the sixties and seventies and all that. So yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'll keep going and kind of go back to earth x but i was reading earth x first and i just i read through like two of the individual comics i'm like my goodness am i really going to use my time reading this if i can read something else like uh i've never been a huge x-men person so i'm trying to catch up is crumbling well, I just never really got into it as a kid, so I'm trying to go back and read some of the other stuff. So I've got, um, uh, what's it called, the Dark Phoenix Saga. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't start like, there though. Yeah, like, you like, gotta in my oh, queue. You gotta find some. You gotta find some. I can recommend some good stuff. Here's the thing with X Men: if you start with the Claremont stuff in the in the late '70s and early '80s, you will find yourself doing the exact same thing you're doing with Marvels because he's very long winded. Like his his speech and thought bubbles are like Shakespearean soliloquies sometimes. And it like it took me longer to read um, God Loves, Man Kills than I think any other comic book I've ever read. <laughs> um, and the Dark Phoenix is is really a continuation. I mean, not of that story, but of his style. And it's a very, very good comic. It's a groundbreaking story, uh, as, you know, and especially in the lore of the X-Men. But you I, you need to start with with something like the astonishing Whedon's astonishing X-Men or like, I, I really love the all new X-Men. Sean has a, has a uh, poster on his, on his wall behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you need to start with that and then, and then go back into the deep dive of the, of the classics because I don't know. I don't know how the X-Men made it like, like through that time period, to be honest with you. It's not that the comics aren't good. It's just like, you had to you you had to read. <laughs> I didn't buy the comics like to I'm, read. I'm here for the pictures. <laughs> you were there for Rogue. It's true. <laughs> for Rogue. For Rogue. Yeah. Although There's a whole backstory, folks. Although that the uh, the the Rogue that the Rogue that I hold near and dear is from the early '90s in the television show. Right. I think everybody does. Right. Like that's how like a lot of people got introduced to Rogue is the. Yeah, it's a cartoon series, and then she had the well, southern in accent. In two thousand, when the movie came out, and you're like, okay, why doesn't she fly and have super strength? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, be, just send a rogue; she'll just destroy everybody. Right, but uh, yeah. So you ha- you have to know the backstory on all that. 
Well, and we'll probably cut out a lot of this stuff because we got to sidetrack off of what yeah, this yeah, episode is down. about. Well, this will be the last episode of the podcast of the podcast because James is not a big fan of the X Men, so we're breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the final ex- the final episode of, okay. of the Caption Like Cap uh, Caption Life podcast. You can catch Sean and I on our new podcast, the X Men Experience. Do you know what? If it helps, I've been reading a lot of the new X books. The like the. Uh, that started with uh, House of X and uh, House of X Powers of Ten, mm-hmm. and that's just been phenomenal. Did Everything they, I picked up. Did they clarify good. that it's actually called Powers of Ten? Because when I saw it, I just yeah. thought it was Powers of X. I did too, but on the uh, there's a Marvel podcast. Yeah, this week in Marvel. Called, yes, yeah, that's that's what I heard that, too. Yeah. Yeah, that called it uh, Powers of Ten when it came out. Right. So I've been reading that and Marauders and, you know, a few of the other books. I still need to pick up uh, Brian Hill's Fallen Angels. I've got oh, the yeah, first one of those, so I need to go back and get the uh, other five and read those. And so pretty much anything that Brian Hill does, I pick up and read it because it's just really fantastic. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, ever really since good. our, our uh, episode with him, I've been picking up his stuff and and reading it, and and it's it's I like his stuff. It's really good. Yeah. All right, guys. To to wrap up this episode of the Caption Live podcast, because we're working from home and we're remote learning and whatnot, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. I want you to find something in your home library or or read it online. We don't all have to read the same thing, but I want you to read one new storyline and then uh, give us your thoughts on it before when we meet next time. Okay, that's what we'll do. It's quarantine book club time. Okay, so which X-Men book do I start with? Oh, that's that's up to you. Listen, I love (laughs) I've said it on this show many times before. I love the ultimate X-Men because it's like when I got back into comics, that's how I got back into it was the ultimate X-Men. I think I found a trade paperback at like half price books for $2 and I read it and I fell in love with it. And I read every single it's, I think it's the only comic that I've ever read every single like issue of a, of a long running series. And I, I just, I love the way that they characterize the, 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 the people that you kind of grew up with in that version of it. However, so like, uh, volume one, ultimate X-Men, the tomorrow people. Absolutely. Okay, so I will start there. Uh, the first two volumes are on uh, Comixology Unlimited. So I've already borrowed those, so I'll start on those. I'll okay. start right there. Sweet. I may start reading them just so I can brush up on it. We can talk about it. That sounds good. We'll do uh, Caption Lock Book Club. <laughs> Quarantine Book Club. Quarantine Book Club. That'll be our next Quarantine episode. Quarantine Book Club. Sean, yeah. do you know what you're going to read? Do you have any ideas? Do you have anything sitting on your shelves that you want to read? Actually, I have I have one that I've had in my book bag that I've been meaning to read and haven't got to it. Uh, okay. It is a Darkwing Duck comic book. Oh, I'm going to be hosting this podcast on my own because you guys are literally... <laughs> what, you don't like Darkwing Duck? No, I love Darkwing, Darkwing Duck. Let's get dangerous. Yes, I, I've introduced <laughs> that to my son and that's all he says all the time now. He just yeah. looks at me and he goes, let's get dangerous. 
That's fantastic. Yeah. All right. So, so I will read that one and bring it back to you guys. <laughs> to see what it's about. Okay. All very right. cool. Very cool. I've got a couple of things. Uh, I said, I said, I think after the last time I talked to you guys, I wanted to read Heroes in Crisis. Uh, I, I still need to do that. Oh, it's really good. Now, there's a lot of people that really don't like it. I like lots of things that normal people don't like. But it's really good. I think that Tom King and clay man did a fantastic job with that and then um i'm probably gonna read some sort of uh some sort of crime novel because uh when the world when the world reopens i'm gonna i'm gonna hit a bank or two so i don't know <laughs> hey uh thank you for joining us on this episode of the podcast uh while we're recording it we have no idea what it's gonna sound like or turn out like and we can't promise you that this was a good episode but we're glad <laughs> that you stuck through it this is probably a terrible episode <laughs> probably a yeah, terrible it's episode. probably horrible um, spoiler alert, my mom still hasn't listened. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for uh, hanging out with us and talking comics and, and other pop culture for a little while. You can find the podcast on any platform uh, that you, you normally listen to podcasts. You can also reach out to us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at Caption Life. Uh, and as always, leave us a leave us a comment, a message or something and uh, tell us what you think. Maybe make a suggestion about something that we should read or something we should talk about in the future. And hopefully in another week or two, we're going to get together and talk about these comics that we read. But until then, see you. Peace out. See ya.